What's going on? What's happening? How we doing? We back up in the building. Welcome to the Millennial Masterclass Podcast, episode 24. Oh yeah, this that Kobe number. Okay. All right. Hear, hear me say it again. It's that Kobe number. All right. I'm Trist. I'm posted up in Harlem, chilling, straight chilling. It was a beautiful day outside. I wonder how the weather was in the DMV today. <laughs> we never know who he's gonna pick. <laughs> so what's going on, Sean? How was it in the DMV? What's- DMV has been great. Um, it's finally starting to get warm out here, so I'm really excited about that. You know, when the sun's out, the buns come out. So I'm just ready for springtime in the DMV. And cherry I feel that. To pop out. That they are. And it's chest gonna pop out too. So I'm committed to this shirtless summer Ooh, movement. Okay. Shirtless summer, shirtless summer, baby. I'm wearing it right now because it ain't summer just yet, but it's coming. <laughs> you got to hold it down until the summer. All right, Leslie, what's been going on with you now? Yeah, way too much. I'm too booked and too busy. Um, this weekend was full of like, you know, preparations, trying to like pack and get ready because I'm have like two back-to-back trips this week. Um, and then just trying to get through with work so I could actually like enjoy myself and not be thinking about like tasks that I need to complete. So it's been busy, but you know, I won't complain. God's blessed me, so it's all right. You want me to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yesterday, from what y'all saw, my sis brought down my three oldest niece, um, because nieces, because the third one, Amari, turned four yesterday. So she brought Oh, what's down. up, four? Hey, four. Mm-hmm. Oh, Big four-year-old. So it was Did y'all cool. play Beyonce's album? Or? No, we did not. We watched Encanto okay. in that new one, Turning Red, that came out. Is it dope? Show. Are those dope? We haven't seen those yet. We're there on yeah, the they're actually really good. And they have really like cute messages and stuff like that. Um, Turning Red one had me rolling, though, because it just they had like this boy band in there called like Four Town, but it was five of them in there. And it was like a mesh of like, I saw one that was supposed to be like Justin Timberlake, one that was supposed to be like Nick Carter and stuff like that. And the dance, it was just so funny. I'm like, oh. and of course, my nieces already know all the words. It literally came out on Friday. And they're, they're just making it for millennial parents. I love it. Facts. Me and my sister are like just cracking up. Like, this is hilarious. But, you know, it was cool. So that was my weekend and Monday. Okay. All right. That was an extended weekend. I like that. It's beautiful. Oh, I didn't even say. I saw my boo on Friday. Oh, yeah, boo girl. Remind the people. How was what's it? His, what's his phone number? What's his phone number? We we just want to make verify. Okay, we just check it. I just want to know how deep this crazy? is. Oh, okay. I just want to... That was quick with it. But it was great. I had a really fun time. Did anybody open for him or was it just him? God damn. I mean, it might have been somebody fresh. You never know. Wow. Nah, we're not there for them. Yeah, they were too young for mine, for my little taste. I don't be knowing any young folks, so. How you going to learn them if you don't go and see them? We don't need to know everybody. I don't need to know everybody. Everything ain't for everybody. I expect. But I went for him. He did a great job. It was a good time. Right, all right. And not too much. Honestly, I got in the kitchen. I was doing a little bit of baking, but like I was doing like bastardized version of baking. Cause like when I didn't want to like go full out. So like, okay, like I made, like I'll make a brookie. Right. But instead of making like a brownie from scratch and then like the chocolate chip cookies from scratch, I may just get some cookie dough and some brownie mix and then put them together. The brookie still tastes fantastic though. I feel like that's how everybody does it. What the hell you made a brookie? A brookie. Yeah. Cookie. Yeah. Because like they sell the mix together, but they don't give you enough cookie dough. So you need to go get your own cookie dough to really get the proper consistency. 
Cause like they like you can't you can't do what they give you. Cause if you do what they give you, it'll be fucked up. Like you know, like even like with like the Hello Fresh meals, like they suggest you use this. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You need to season that shit on your own and get right. It they, they don't know if they knew if they knew then like I feel like they would sell a lot more products. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's fair. Nah, but no, nah, we didn't we didn't do too much. Did hang out with a couple of friends. Uh, Nate came by. With uh, oh. his his young lady, Miss Amber, you know, and we uh oh, we had, had a nice little together. time. That is his young lady. I mean, is it not? Did I say her last name? Did I give her social security number out? You know, Tristan like, like saying names. <laughs> okay, he was there with some other strange woman. All right, great. <laughs> that that sounds great too. What are you talking about? You don't drop names. Like you always doing it. Yes, yes, I do, and I'm gonna keep doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it. That's gonna, gonna keep my business to myself from now on. You do what you have to do. You do what you feel I you need to do. I can't tell you that I won't say another name. You know why I say names? Because I want these people to know that I'm thinking about them, that I care. That's why I'm saying these names. Uh, I, just to say their name. That's why. Because why are you doing that? Because I was kicking it with Nate. Shit. <laughs> anyway, what else? He's a friend it? of the show. He's been on here. I want people to know. Yes. Shout out to Nate. We love you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you and your lady are doing well. <laughs> exactly 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 but no we need to give these people some updates so what's going on what's happening in the streets ma'am oh goodness so huh. is it is it time for the bulletin board it's it time for the bulletin board it definitely is and y'all know the talk of last week was i would say the close to this jesse smollett situation but it's not finished was it the talk of last week i didn't talk about it one time one time (laughs) well others were talking about it i won't speak for everybody but a lot of people were um but jesse he was sentenced to 150 days in jail um in connection to that hate crime that happened back in january 2019 which seems so freaking long ago um it's like what so um basically he'll begin his sentence immediately he was also ordered to pay more than $120,000 in restitution to the city of Chicago and was also fined $25,000. He was also sentenced to 30 months of felony probation. So if y'all remember, he was convicted of lying to the police about the staged attack, which he aired, excuse me, which he hired two brothers to help him undertake near his Streetville apartment. And so the judge in this case is Judge James Lynn issued his ruling last Thursday saying that the incident's extreme premeditation was an aggravating factor in the case. He also said that he believes Smollett orchestrated the attack to an exacting degree, rehearsing it extensively. He said directly to Jesse, you turned your life upside down. You destroyed your life as you know it, because essentially he's black while he won't work as an actor again unless he does his own thing which i know he had something that came out on prime last year but anyway um right so exactly um but he said there's nothing that you can do today that will come close to the damage you've done to your own life oh my god Um, he also said that he believed that jesse just craved attention and that he faked the crime to make (sighs) nigga you crave attention the fucking judge that's who's craving attention with this monologue ass ass shit this is what this is what this is what irritates me about this is like, I'm still confused on the whole just thing, what exactly happened, what's true and what's not true. But my thing is like, it's no reason for him to get more jail time 
for this than the insurrectionists at the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? Like these people still getting slaps on the wrist and you giving this man 150 days for what y'all say, quote unquote, lying and fabricating this whole story. I mean, because low key, that was a publicity stunt, which you don't go to jail for those. So, I mean, if you really want to break it down to it, it was low key publicity stunt for whatever reason it was. And he lied to the police. But like they're just embarrassed. They were just embarrassed. That was all this was. And they were trying to f- make it an example out of him. Right. It's bullshit. Out of him. For them to say, for the judge to say he ruined his life, that is so dramatic. <laughs> but judges do that. Worse. It's in the name. The people have done worse than that. Mm-hmm. He ruined his life. Come on now. Yes, but, it was a mis- yes, he fucked up. It was a mistake. Obviously, he should be held accountable, but I feel like they're kind of being ridiculous. Like, yeah. No, but judges do that. They say they will say shit like that. They'll be like, it chills my blood to look at you. I just wonder why they got him on the suicide watch. Um, because damn, maybe because the judge said shit like that to him. So that's why he was going around letting people know he is not suicidal because the fucking judge made it sound like he should kill himself. Exactly. And that's exactly you'll never work again. You tarnished your family, you fucked up the black neighborhoods. Like, I don't know. It was just all too much. Was the judge was the judge black? No, of course not. He was white. I don't know. That felt like a black term. That's what I'm saying. It did almost feel like some shit Judge Jolie Brown might have said. You know, fucked up your life. You know, said the worst (laughs) damn thing ever. No, I looked him up. He's white. And speaking of Tashawn's point, Jesse did speak out in court and he said he respects the judge and the jury, but he's adamant that he still did not do this. He did not fabricate this story and that he's not suicidal. So if anything happens to him in jail, he didn't do it to himself. Free Jesse. Free Juicy Smollier. Free Juicy Smollier. His siblings have been pleading, you know, that they like reevaluate this, um, that uh, I know they were trying to get him out because they were saying he could be exposed to COVID. And of course, the whole like suicide watch thing. They were calling on, you know, leaders like Al Sharpton and all of them to do something. Even Taraji like spoke out like, you know, he's his life is already, you know, bad enough because he won't like you know be hired by people anymore so like she doesn't think this is just and anybody who can help needs to help and so that's why i say i don't think it's coming to a close just yet because they are still trying to come to some kind of you know positive resolution for jesse so why he just not taking accountability we know you did that shit you didn't even do it well i'm not even i'm not even mad at him to play white people with like all of the the, the plan was dumb you should just say it just say it it was a dumb plan Honestly, you know what? I'm hiring a nigga the first chance I get. I'm hiring him the first chance I get. Like it's gonna be the first right. talk of the town. They'll be like, "You hiring? You hiring Juicy Small? Yeah, yes, I am. That's, That's Juicy Small. Yeah. If anybody can redeem him, it's Fifty. Did y'all see where he like posted about Monique? How he's gonna hire Monique and try to like you know get her back in the game and how like Oprah and Tyler need to apologize to her and stuff like that. He just posted like a couple days ago. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna hire. I'm gonna put in my stuff. And you know, his stuff is gold. So I don't know. We might be seeing Monique soon. We'll I don't see. know about gold. His stuff is as some solid silver at best. But you I'm here for it. It's because you're not part of the whole power verse, but it's cool. You're trying to get in there, but you're not in it yet. I mean, I got, I got a toe in. I got a toe in the. <laughs> you got, dipped your toe in, in the power. I got my toe. I got my toes in the water. You it's the pinky toe. It's not even your big toe. This shit is. <laughs> it's cute. This shit is cute. You know, it's fine. Oh man. I'm so excited about this next story, though. Yeah. Oh. I have some shit to say. Yeah. So I think we've all, <clears throat> excuse me, heard about what happened to Ryan Coogler last week. Oh hell! This is the dumbest shit I've ever viewed in my life. Okay, so Kugler was detained by police. Um, this came out like last week, but this actually happened in January. So um, he was detained by police in January after being mistaken for a bank robber. The Black Panther director was in Atlanta 
attempting to make a withdrawal from his bank account with Bank of America. Shaking my head in my bank. Um, the teller received an alert on his account, and according to the police support obtained by CNN, because the amount was over ten thousand dollars. So what he did was he wrote on the back of the you know bank slips. Um, he wrote the amount twelve thousand dollars that he wanted to withdraw, but he asked the person to like be discreet, to you know count right. it quietly. Don't shout, don't shout the shit outside. Wait, you know, like I need to take out twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> like, don't right. shout this out. <laughs> He didn't want to announce it, but then also with the the climate of this world where everybody robbing and killing left and right, it's like, of course you don't want that stuff to be out in the open. So as soon as you walk away, somebody gonna clock you on the head and steal your twelve thousand. Got it. Like about my rent when I pay rent with a money order, I'll be like, oh my god, that should be a thousand dollars, and I still was like, don't say that. That's real. That's real. It could be. I could be taking out three hundred dollars. I could be taking out fifty, and I'm still like three hundred dollars. I'm like, nigga, could you do this quietly? You at the ATM, like you know, you get a couple hundred to an ATM. You don't be like one, two. Three, right, 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 right. I heard you. I heard put in my pocket that I right. get my car, lock my door, and then make sure it's all right there. Every time, every time. Look, I remember I was at the fucking counter, and the lady is too quiet to shout now. So you gonna take out eighty dollars, bitch? If you don't be quiet, like, what is Why wrong with you? Ever? Like, I know you work here every day, and you desensitize, but you are gonna get your shit together like I, didn't, I in fact i filled out a report too i was like terrible service and dropped the slip right in the box too i want her to know yeah, what is wrong with you, that's really like that's dangerous for real and maybe i don't know maybe white people don't be feeling that way but go ahead sorry continue the story <laughs> no you're fine great points have been made so far so um let me uh, so so basically the teller which was a black woman she's a pregnant black woman actually a little pregnancy uh, brain got her I knew this she was is. Black. Black. Mm-hmm. It was this is this is pregnancy brain. This is pregnancy brain. I don't okay. I excuse it. Uh, we not taking that. This is pregnancy so, brain. I get it. She she felt a little um antsy because of the amount. Mind you, he gave her his ID. He gave her everything. Did he give his? Did he give him count number two? Everything? Yes, he gave her everything needed oh, to be a legit transaction. Yeah. So she went to her manager and told her manager how she felt uncomfortable. She wasn't sure like if this was legit or not. And instead of her manager, like doing the due diligence and be like, oh, I'll handle it. Let me go talk to, you know, da, da, da. The manager told her like, oh, if you feel uncomfortable, then, you know, well, that manager first asked her, do you show ID? Did he, you know, give account number, all that stuff. And then he said, if you feel uncomfortable, then you can call the police. So she proceeded to call the police. And I listened to the actual police conversation. And like the dispatcher was very like calm and just asking questions. Like, so he provided his ID. She's like, yes. And he just wrote it on the back just to be discreet. She was like, yeah, but you know, I don't know. My manager said if I felt uncomfortable, I could just go ahead and give you a call. She's like, well, I mean, it sounds legit, but we'll just send somebody out to check on it. And of course, when the police got there, he had a security and somebody else, another companion in the car. They arrested them, we'll put them in handcuffs and then put Kugler in handcuffs. As Wait a minute, well. how did they know he was with somebody else? How did they know that? I don't know. They just know that they were out. What kind of top notch detective work him, is this? And they arrested all three of them. So were they were there a stakeout? How the fuck they do this? <laughs> like seriously, no, but, but like let's be real. You in the car with your mama, you say, Mama, I'm gonna be right back. I'm going to the bank. And now they got her in handcuffs and you. How the hell they know she's your mama? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Did he have so, his like did he have his VIN number on him? Yeah, he probably was together. I have no idea, man. They, they put probably like profiling at that point. That's, that's it's all profiling because he looked yeah. Loki. I saw him. He did look like he was gonna hold a sign on the side of the street. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, like but did he, they his, his hair and then he had the mask on. No, and, and then like the clothes. He looked like he was in painter's clothes. Like he looked like he just came from a, a, DIY, a DIY project. I, 
I mean, if I got that much in the bank, I'm about to be discreet as I exactly. want. I'm, I'm exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm not gonna be wearing my Gucci and Prada and all this stuff. So it's loud. Why? Yeah, and mind you, they, got left in the bank. And mind you, they're in the middle of filming, so he probably just ran out to make the transition for the movie real quick, you know. And uh, he just, you know, come wearing whatever. I wear whatever to work, clearly. So, um, yeah, so basically once everything was verified that he is who he is, which, how do you not know Ron Cooler? Like, well, a lot of people don't know directors. I mean, there's only like, name me five directors. But I feel like everybody name me five directors. Ryan name me five Ryan directors, Cooler? Leslie. Name it me five directors. Me. Leslie, I, name me five directors. It ain't about me. Everybody Nigga, knows it, that's what I'm trying to tell you. She does not know who that is. She can't even tell you the costume she lady who's so. I don't know Ryan Coogler. She ain't seen Black Panther. Maybe her husband White. You don't know. Black Panther and not known who he was still. Child, you know, name me another movie Ryan Coogler directed. I'll wait. He did a uh, Station. Station. Okay, that's that's that was okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. Not, one. But that I was I was looking for I was looking for Creed. It was I was looking for it. I'm saying that was the well, same thing. Everything with Michael B. Jordan in it. So anything Michael B. been in. Um, the, the, to Tristan's point, people more so know actors. That's what I'm saying. Everybody don't know directly. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, come on, girl. So basically, Bank of America did apologize. They said the situation should have never happened, and uh, Ryan. He, he didn't say what exactly was worked out because, of course, that's his business. That's fine. But he said that they worked out something and they addressed it to his satisfaction and mm-hmm. all parties have moved on. And he left the it at that. So. On is if I own that Bank of America. <laughs> was he not the most chill nigga Everybody I've ever seen in, in handcuffs? Like, did you see the video? He was the most chill brother in handcuffs. He was like, oh, I know I'm getting out of this. this I mean, at, at that <laughs> point, that's all you... Panic attack and stuff? Like, so I heard him say that as well in the audio. Like, can you take this off of me? I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. Yeah, because you're being restricted. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like you have to try to remain as calm as possible because if you react, you don't know what's about to happen. At this point, we always assume that might be the last time you breathe. You know what I'm saying? Because you just never know what these interactions are going to go. They were about to shoot me that day. I'm sorry. I was about to throw a fucking fit. I don't give a fuck. No, there's just some things. I was going to throw a fit. I know this. I would have thrown a fit if they had done this over $300. Let no. alone over all this money in my bank account. So Bitch, are you serious? I've been banking here for 20 years and you're <laughs> going to do some shit like this? Right. 12000 in him is like $12. That's, of- but it don't matter. that Now it is. It didn't used to be that way when a man of was course. sleeping in his car and everything. That's of all course. I'm saying. Of course. Um, so yeah, so Bank of America said we deeply regret that this incident ever occurred. It should have never happened. And we apologize to Mr. Kugler. So they also about to donate a couple million to black HBCUs or something. Something, something they, worked out, they worked out a great deal behind the scenes and Ryan's like, ain't none of y'all business, but just know we good over here. Is there were there was for sure like I'd have, I'd have been happy in those cuz I'd have been like lawsuit, baby. I'd have been I'd have been at a certain point I'd be like, oh. you live, baby. That's about to be Leslie Bank of America. That whole branch is yours. She said, I want this branch. This is mine. Yeah, I want that. The, the Bank of Leslie is what it's about to be. <laughs> Hello. So we're gonna need we're gonna need to rebrand this one, this whole one. Yeah, it's gonna be called Wakanda Bank. Uh you'll be able to come here. It's gonna be Bank of Humphrey, actually, for my daddy name. Okay. Put some I mean, that's, that's real. That's super real. Glad he got out of that situation safely. Yeah, man, that is fucking crazy. I just, I guess for me, the whole thing is just like, why, like, what made you, because the thing is that if you had given them the money, if you had just given him the money and he, all his IDs checked out, you had nothing to lose. You wouldn't have been fired. Right. You wouldn't have been fired. Due diligence, you checked. He's on camera. 
-hmm. He gave you his ID. Mm -hmm. You have the correct account number. You can flag it. You can do all the proper things. And you were not going to go, you weren't going to get fired for following orders and following procedure. So what was right. all this about? Did you just want some excitement in your day? People try to be kept and save them. Like if we get robbed here, take it all. This ain't my money. I ain't trying to lose my I'm life. So what I'm saying enjoy, bro. Did you want the vault code? I have the vault code. I have it right here. Would you like to go? Right. It's like, what? I saving can I help you in the safety deposit boxes? I don't have the other. <laughs> I can do what I can for you. Isn't that Vivica and set it off? What's the procedure? What, the procedure is you get every motherfucking thing in here. You can have my purse if you want it. No, you can't. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not going to freely offer that up. But I mean, if I they decide to take it, well, personally, <laughs> this bank. right? That's right. Real. That's super real. Look, look, I don't even bank here myself, so <laughs> <laughs> you can have this all this. My bank, bro. You can have all this. And then they saw he wasn't even armed or anything. Like, what did you think was going to occur? Like, I'm just so confused so about all of this. Somebody with a debit card? Well, well, <laughs> now they talk about that story in Pulp Fiction, but that's true, though. Dude came in the phone in the bank with um a telephone and was like, hey, they were like, gave it to the bank teller. We're going to kill this guy's girl if you don't give him this money, you know? So, I mean, essentially, mm -hmm. people have robbed a bank with a telephone before. It's not like it hasn't been done, but it's just like. He was way too calm to be a bank robber. I'm sorry. Like, what was going on? Like, what? I just kind of want to know what was, what was the getaway car? Like, was it like was it a Mustang or something, or was it like in a minivan outside? And they was like, "Oh, he gonna get away in this. He gonna get away in this." Stop it. I have no idea. But to answer your question before, I got five. One I actually don't want to mention because it's kind of terrible. But anyway, Tyler Perry, uh, okay. Ava DuVernay, okay, Michael Bay, Steven Spielberg. Uh, I want to think of somebody else. That fifth one is a really bad one. Um, what's the one? Uh, Boys in the Hood. Um, John Snowfall. Singleton. Yes, John Singleton. Yep. Who was the fifth one that's really bad? Polanski or something? No, Woody Allen. You know he. You know we. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not Did great. You fucking whispered last. <laughs> like that yeah, was gonna make it better. You know. <laughs> but that's what i'm saying it's difficult to name five directors that's what i'm saying like right. unless I, unless I, you're yeah. into the shit and then I, go deeper even deeper name me five producers you know what i'm saying like i don't know what half them people fucking look like that's what and saying. see yeah. like there are people right I now i know with ryan cooper i know his name but i wouldn't i don't know what he looks like i'll do you one better tarantino many people don't have no idea what tarantino looks like they've seen all his movies you, seen oh, him I if you've seen him in the movies, maybe, but a lot of people don't even realize he was the director. Had no idea. It's like crazy white boy. It's the white boy when they be. Ugh. See what I'm saying? He live next to them Asian people. What's that movie? What? Wait, wait. It's the white guy. Isn't that a Quentin Tarantino movie? It's what are you talking guy. about? He lives. He got these Asian neighbors, and he ended up being friends with one of the kids. It was like an old girl, that's Grand Torino, and that's Clint there Eastwood. That's that's Clint Eastwood. That's somebody totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. I rest I my case. You know what I was talking about? I was feeling crazy. I'm like, you know that movie? I you saw that movie in theaters. I love Grand Torino. That's a good movie. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. the movie. Well, I'm gonna rest this bulletin. So <laughs> that's all I got for y'all this week. So you know, I'm gonna keep my ear to the street. Report back next week. Hopefully be all positive stuff. Well, nope, because I already know what we were talking about. So, well, there's going to be some more mess. So. <laughs> we're going to start off with a death, Leslie. Lord, all okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, more mess, no death. Boom. New we'll model. be right back, y'all. <laughs>
with that, how do you feel like DJing has changed since you started that portion? It's changed significantly. Actually, it's changed the most over the last period as I've been DJing than it has in its entire existence. Um, there's DJing and then there's like the sport as we know it. Mm-hmm. So there's DJing where like, you know, you go on the radio and you play a song after another song incomplete phrasing and, you know, maybe a commercial here or there. Those people are called DJs on-air hosts that play songs, song after song after song after song, don't even have to mix or nothing like that. Those are DJs. That is called DJing. That curation is how we got to nightlife. And then once people started doing what is called continuous play, where the songs would play and wouldn't stop. And then after continuous play, you get transitions. And then that all kind of takes place 60s, 70s, and then New York. Once that disco era starts really cranking up after that soul, that disco era, that's when you really start seeing DJs to the forefront because nightlife is so um, lucrative that it's pushing the record industry on both sides. So DJs are not only tastemakers, they A&Rs, they resources. Hey, boom. All right. So, all right. Perfect. That, and this is a, a perfect way to talk about it. DJing is now becoming more marginalized, mm-hmm. more, more racist. Like mm. it's, it's more disproportionate. Like the cost of entry is like astronomical. Do you know how much it costs to have new DJ equipment, including laptop? Five to six thousand dollars. Closer to ten, but mm-hmm. the laptop alone is going to cost you three. Yeah, that's real. Because yeah. you need a te- you need at least a terabyte of storage. Correct. Mm-hmm. At least you need at least fast RAM, fast um, turnover, and everything else. I nine, I nine processor, something like that. I, I mean. The M1s are out now, so it's like you might as well go with the Mac process and shit, but, you know, like, you're still going to need something that's faster than any other regular computer. DJ computers are not the same. They're like gaming computers for worse, because we have to hold everything on our actual joint or an external, which makes it even worse. The origin of DJ, and especially for hip-hop, Black DJs, which is the origin of the DJing culture, comes from poor kids having to go steal turntables and or buy them from a pawn shop and or repurpose non-scratching turntables to make scratches on them. The first person to uh, uh, do a scratch is Grand Wizard Theodore. Hey. Okay, history. I'm so here for these history facts, right? Well, look, uh, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it more frank. The, the holy trinity of hip hop is all DJs. Okay. So hip hop does not get started without the founder, Cool Herc, DJ Cool Herc. I better say you better say DJ Cool Herc. I better hear that name. Yeah, uh, 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 African Bambada. Even though we hey. hate him now, yeah. <laughs> no, we 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 hate we hate him now. I get that, but I mean, Planet Rock is still <laughs> the shit. Yeah, even though it's stolen from Kraftwerk, that's another right. story. That's real. And 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 then Grandmaster Flash. 
So Cool Herc is the originator. Um, and then you have uh, Flash is pretty much the, the, the salesperson. He helps, at least the proprietor, the, the person that gets the music to everybody. But he also is himself an artist. But African Mambata is the person that articulates um, everything into an art form that makes it palpable for these people across all hoods. Everybody is unified now under the music. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he was able to mix all these genres into one and then make it into song. So out of all of these people, African Mambata is the biggest artist because he was able to make music from this nucleus of DJing culture and everything else. So he was making his own music instead of just playing other people's or in addition to playing other people's? A mixture of both. A lot of the early uh, hip hop productions are like loops. Marley Marl is the first person to do, to, to chop below a loop. Like he's the first person to do like drum samples. So but you know how like um, what's the first hip hop song ever? Hip hop, hip 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 That's just a loop of. It's a loop of good times. Mm. Correct. Yeah. Bashik. It's a yeah, loop. Bashik, yeah. It's a loop of the beginning good times. Yeah. So a lot of the early hip hop music is, is mostly loops. It's not until a little later, until Marley Mar Marley Marley I think Marley Mar Marley Marley Marl of the Juice Crew from Queens. He's one of the first people to um, chop down loops into the just the the drum sample. So the pop of the drum or the boom boom boom. So I mean, he's he's to sample like that much of it mm-hmm. out of the record. And then he was one of the first people to do that. And then that's really what changed the texture of everything. We start, we stopped using loops and live instruments and started using um, what's called programmers or samplers. So you can take the little drum sample, program it into, and then make your own little beat. And then that was, that's really how the, the sport grew. But um, yeah, DJing is the origin of all hip hop, like across the board across the world we wouldn't be here without us but in that origin and also in its blackness and lack of formal documentation across the board people have taken what we have used as inspiration and commodified it uh to kind of lock out the people that would have had it back then and now so if you poor and you want to be a dj you kind of got to do something extreme to get noticed or get money to retroactively pad yourself and fund your lifestyle because DJing it's not it's not cheap and it's not financially sustainable honestly unless you you are somebody for real like it takes a long time to to really do something in this industry now especially if you do not know nothing or do not know nobody so that's why you see a lot of people now just going to get popular first and then I'll mm-hmm. DJ later like I'll do comedy and then take a DJ class. Now I'm a DJ. I'll model, take a DJ class. Now I'm a DJ. Now, what they don't tell you is that, oh, yeah, I DJ so I can go back to comedy and use this DJ. Or I model so I can up my gigs and then use that, you know, 
it isn't always for the greater love of DJing, which kind of messes it up sometimes. Like it, it convolutes it. It definitely convolutes it. It makes it complex. I'm telling you, everybody just feels like they can just play a couple of songs <laughs> in their DJ. And it's like, where are yeah. the transitions? Where are the, this, well, this, this ain't right. This ain't right. I need a whole Even, even worse, even worse than that, because DJing is so based on word of mouth, referral, other people's opinion, they know your job can live or die in their hand if you're not big enough. Whereas if you're big enough, they will kind of push their patience aside just to kind of hear you out and th- be more accepting to what you might bring just because you've got this extra. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a give and take. It's a give and take. It's a give and take. Um, I joked with you last year that I was on your world tour because out of three out of the four weddings I went to last year, you were the DJ. I'm like, yes, um, almost a couple more of COVID didn't stop us, but yeah, the, the, the weddings were an overdrive. And I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to say the least, to be honest, because I've been doing it for a second, but it's now to the point where it's its own income. Mm -hmm. it's its own income and uh the the price is high like and it it has to stay high it 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 really helped me understand value as a person because there's times where I'll, i'll try to do gigs or try to do clubs or events nights this that and the third and and things won't come together and it'll mess up my ego or my psyche because i know I'm black and I don't have the resources as these people in these agencies. So everything lives and dies on my word. I'm my manager. I'm my booking agent. I'm my PR. I'm mm-hmm. often my photographer, my editor. I know how to, I have a design certificate from UCLA. Wow. I didn't know that. So, you know. yeah, I, I, um, I was a photographer in high school. Like, do we need to contract you, nigga? Like, what's good? We'll, we'll talk about that later because I only shot film. I only shot 35 millimeter uh, to this day. I only shoot film, but I only shot 35 millimeter uh, black and whites unedited. Okay, Spike. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Yeah. So for me, like that was, I won a Columbia Award. Now, me and everybody else won one together, but I was not only art layout editor assistant, but I also had uh, uh, pictures in there. In the, uh, in our art magazine. So I was kind of, I, I knew what to do as a youngster, but I just didn't know all these skills would needed to come back together. Cause you gotta understand like I'm independent. So I'm fighting against DJs that got teams. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you work for an artist. That artist team is now your team. You able to use them resources, flight credits, hotels, this, that, and the third. Like I, I gotta buy my flight. I gotta put them points on my, you feel me? Like, Sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes I got to fly standby. I, I got horror stories for you. Yeah. But I'm, I'm blessed to be in a position where I have control and I have um, success um, because it isn't always guaranteed. DJing is, is what taught me that just because you work hard don't mean that you finna get good results. Mm-hmm. Just because you're talented and you work hard don't mean you're going to get good results. Just because you're talented, you work hard, you pray, and your grandma pray, and everybody else pray for you. And just because you know the pastor, like, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. There's people getting by you just because they're rich or they this or they that. So what are you going to do about that? 
No, that's real. Um, so do you remember your first major gig and how you felt the moment you dropped that perfect song that just made the crowd go wild? First major gig? Mm -hmm. What um, you consider major, you know? I'll give you two sides of it. And okay. I think they happen in, in between like 18 months of each other. So it'll give you like a little kind of understanding. Mm -hmm. So my one of my first real gigs was um, Brandon Harris was running for uh, not president, but like something like treasurer. Yeah, treasurer, treasurer, school treasurer or something like that. This is freshman year as, uh, as a sophomore. Year. Oh, that's no, right. You're right. No, he was running for class president. He, he's running for class president. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I pulled up laptop with um, some radio speakers and some other stuff, and we we got the job done. Now, you know, this is kind of crude at the time because this is more or less me like, what am I doing? Like, am I doing this? Like, I didn't, I hadn't made the decision in my heart to be a DJ. I was just like, you know, this is what I'm doing and you know I like it and Brandon Brandon's my best homeboy you feel me so I can't leave him out there and like we not rich we don't have no money so it's like you know whatever you got like give me some food from the calf whatever you help me take <laughs> speakers down there like and we made it work and we made it work and that's mm -hmm. how it worked like we was using computer speakers for a while like I was I was doing any and everything I was DJing the, off a laptop off iTunes in somebody's house next to Drew. Like it was that that whole first, second semester really like got me together. Now, fast forward 18 months, I want to say this is like a second semester, sophomore year, first semester, junior year, somewhere in there. We doing the Haiti benefit. Well, the, the one Wale showed up for, right? Exactly. Featuring Wale. I remember. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, another DJ who I won't name. <laughs> he, he told me, he was like, hey, um, don't bother showing up, bro. He was there already, by the way. I was an hour and a half early for a gig. He's there. He tells me, I don't know why he's early for my gig, but he tells me, hey, don't, don't, don't bother, you know, don't even worry about setting up, bro. They, you know, they call some KYS mixer. KYS is the radio station out there, mm -hmm. big hip hop radio station. It was like, don't worry, bro. They call some KYS mixer. You know, they, they not even gonna let you get no burn, bro. You feel me? It's not even gone. It's not even gonna be nothing. I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe. I don't know. You know, wait for him to leave. Go set up. <laughs> I rocked all night and we had a great time. Mm -hmm. Outside of the fact that Wale thought I wasn't playing his music when he in fact gave his CD to the people in the back. But no, no DJ came from Oh KYS shit, I remember up. that. We thought you had beef with Wale, bro. <laughs> no, not at, all, not at all. The funny, the funny thing was, I'm pointing out into the crowd, like, look, bro, because you gotta remember there's a front of house. There's a front of house. So, like, there's a front, somebody looking at the stage doing, like, you know, manipulating elements and everything else. This person is out there with Wale's music looking at us like an idiot. And I'm like, bro, I have the songs on my laptop. You want me to play them? 
And they like, nah, just play the music I gave you. I'm like, bro, you didn't give me no music. Now, if you want me to play some songs of yours that I have, because I have all of them on my laptop, I will do that. Gladly. He was like, no. Nah. Yeah, but honestly, he wasn't even really talking to me. He was just kind of like, yeah, the DJ doing this, the DJ doing that. And I'm like, I know you're not talking to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, we for sure thought you had Beaver Wale. We're like, God damn, no. Beaver Wale? And, and, and look, that's how they made it. They made it seem, too, because like, I'm gonna give it a bean with you. Me and Wale was on the same stage. He could have just walked over to the left. That's a good point. We we on the same. We this is one of the few times where I'm not DJing from the crowd. Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of times in Crampton, like I would DJ from in the back where of y'all the house, sitting yeah. looking at the stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was a time where I'm on the side. I'm on the side of the stage. It's like, bro, it's no excuse. Just walk over. <laughs> no, it <laughs> was just, it was just a real, it was a very goofy moment for everybody. But outside of that, it was big for me. And the event went spectacular. A lot of people saw it. The event went off, went off without a hitch. Everybody um, raised money. I was upset I wasn't in the picture, but you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've taken that and I prayed about it and I've healed. So okay. it's a, it's just a good joke now. All yeah, kind of like 2012 homecoming. Oh. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about it since we're here now? Like, I think everybody um, remembers that. Like, it, it's it's great, and it's I I'm more upset because it's like I'm missing out of the whole thing. Like, uh-huh. I'm missing out of the the whole joint. So everybody's like, "Hey, like, how was it being up there with Drake?" I was like. <laughs> It was so cool being in the same city with him at the same time, you know, like, you know, it was, it was, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We were just actually talking about that this past week and I was with a couple of my uh, LBs or whatever. We were just talking, reminiscing about that homecoming experience and stuff and just talking about how crazy it was. And it's like, right, like, it was ridiculous. It it was the the Trump presidency of homecomings. (laughs) Like, is this really going to happen? And then it happened. Right. And I was like, we had no idea what this was going to lead to. Like, yeah, we yeah. thought this was just good PR. And nope, look, look, we yeah. can't keep up. We can't keep up. We bit off more than we could chew. But no, nah, that was, um, it really, I I have no issue with the the Yardfest show itself. Yardfest actually, for the rain and everything else that happened, it actually kind of turned up. I feel mm-hmm. bad for the, for the rest of the week that ended up losing because all the other events ended up being pulled because they didn't want to put all the whoop into it and everything else. And then that later on messed up the retention for the week. So if you noticed after that homecoming, it was Never hard. Yeah, it was hard to keep an entire week yep. with the same importance. Like back in the before that, you used to go to homecoming and you could you would be excited for every single day. Oh fuck on yeah, the bro! Week. It was like a week on and a half week. of events. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like it were, would start the week before, like before mm-hmm. the, yeah. They were adding extra stuff, like and and it was it would come like all right, so it would be midnight madness would be like two weeks or a week before or mm-hmm. some nice. some close, like, yeah. And then and then it would like lead into it. It was like. It would be like a little fake party, and then like a little some pop out event, and that unveiling, unveiling. And then the re, then the reveal, and then you gonna find it's a party to find out who's gonna be there, and then that's when you, that's when you get excited. Mm-hmm. You know that's when you get excited. Unveiling. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah you remember the unveiling was a whole because it would be on Sunday night, right before the Monday no, night event. No, no, no. It was during the week. 
the unveiling was during the week in the punch out. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Party. For you who yeah. going to the party. No, there Except was. For, the, I think our, our junior there, year was in Crampton because it had gotten it, so big. It got like, big. Yeah, yeah. I was in Crampton. And then one time it was in, I want to say Blackburn. Cause they brought in like yes. a, a second line or something. Like I was yeah. like, this, this is we could have saved this money for the actual event, but <laughs> it was a whole you thing. Know, what do what do I then yeah. the event be on budget? Okay. <laughs> Man, yeah. those homecoming for lit back in the day. But, um homecoming was another one where where it made me realize like, okay, this is this is real. Like this is not fake. You're supposed to be here, you are a representative of these people being on stage, having people like, that's chubby. And it's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah, like, people knew I was like whacked out, like super geeked up to be there because the first homecoming, I'm in a tuxedo. Oh, I'm in a, so I'm in a tuxedo. I can't yeah, say right. I remember that. I remember a bow tie maybe, but I don't remember. No oh, I, I will definitely. I, I have it on point. And because yesterday was DJ Premonition's birthday mm-hmm. and I was, that was the first homecoming we did together. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the changing of the guard. Like after that, he pretty much was like, you got it, kid. You got mm-hmm. it. Like, he didn't stand in my way. The name I haven't so he, heard in quite some time. DJ Premonition. No, that's the man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First off, First off, that's the official DJ of the Washington Commanders. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what's up. Okay, Washington Commanders. Yeah. I'll never get used yeah. to that name. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird as hell, but okay. Or choose Washington football team. But yeah, that's the official DJ of Washington football team. I that's mean, Commanders is Commanders is a step away from saying Colonials, a step away from saying Manifest oh, Destiny nice. is, you know, so it's, yeah, it's It sounds like states' rights, but you know. <laughs> It's like, okay, we're not going to say we're the Native Americans. We're going to say we're the people that killed them. That's what we're going <laughs> to That's who we're going to be. Everybody knows the dog whistle except for the dog, I guess. Right, exactly. Um, you had mentioned that you have experience with, you know, creating beats and producing your own music. Do you plan to do more of that in the future? Or are yes. you speaking with DJ? Okay. Go but, okay, you ask me a question. Music. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, so, um, yeah, I uh before I turn thirty three, you'll you'll get you'll get a um you'll get formal productions, you'll get a okay. you'll get you'll get songs from me. Okay. You'll get you get you'll as in get like you rap. are the artist, it's the voice you're the voice we're here. Yeah, she'll hear me rap. Yeah. Okay. This is a DJ Khaled situation. I was thinking DJ talking? Mustard. That's what I was thinking. Oh, ooh, that's no, cool. I, I was um I was actually rapping first. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So b- before I, yeah, before I was producing. Um, I was like me and my homeboy Marty. He lived around the corner. We was in like a fake rap group <laughs> together. What was the name so, of said fake rap group? Uh, that's for the next episode. Fair enough. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Next, okay. next next episode, I can't give you everything at once because no, they're gonna look for it and find it, and then it's gonna mess up my promo rollout. Oh, so I'm for sure I, gonna look for it and find it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm. <laughs> It depends on what kind of MySpace you got, you know. MySpace. <laughs> right. oh, but yeah, you're gonna get a lot from me, a lot from me, and I'm sitting on a lot of work. Like uh, a lot of people I worked with, a lot of friends, a lot of favors, you know. So I gotta go cash in. It's time to cash in. Um. Uh. Yeah, you're you're. It was supposed to be done a long time ago. If you go on my, um, this is another picture I need to see. 
if you go on my page around 2015, I was supposed to drop an album. Mm. Oh, it's all it's all good. I already like the cover is done. It was done by Frico. It's me DJ, me DJing on top of the form. The form is two colors, blue and orange. So because the form in my lifetime was two colors. So when I was born, it was like reddish orange, and then they changed to blue for the Great Western. So, mm. um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the form is two colors. Me DJing on top of the form, and it's like a taco truck down there at the bottom, and like. Uh, a saint like a, a preacher and then like a crib of the like dogs lowriders like i'll send it to you but it's art and it's like it's beautiful like it's a beautiful beautiful cover i just couldn't get all the songs done and i just didn't feel like over promoting it at the time when i was really trying to just get my life together yeah <laughs> like, like I, if it wasn't for depression boy i'd be up <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. So we get it. But we're gonna we're looking forward to some new music you plan on dropping in next year or two. That's gonna be exciting. For sure. Uh, as I mean, soon I'm as fi- you drop it, we'll be playing it on the show. Okay. Like, I finally get to to drop a pork tape record. Mm-hmm. So it's so, like so that's a great segue because I was gonna ask, like, how did the torque tape idea come to be? Like, did that just pop into your head one day? Like, I gotta do a torque tape record. Well, we were, the, I'll tell you about the record. The record, I'll tell you about the mix first. So the mix comes after, no. Oh, wait, I know I did, I did. Yeah, my apologies. It's all good. And my stepdad, he's cool too. He down. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm doing an interview. It's formal. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this, this is my dad. Dad. Yeah, no I didn't tell him my. What's up, pops? What's good, baby? I didn't want to say I got two dads. <laughs> oh, hi, pops. They, they can't even hear. They can't even hear. We heard that, bro. All right, they, they heard you. All right, you good? <laughs> and, and tell, tell Uncle Jody they say he's handsome. Oh. <laughs> well, just tell me he look like a player. <laughs> oh man, good time. You did say that. I'm gonna be leaving this in the show. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is too funny. Knocking over my mic anyway. Now, you asked somebody asked me a question. So let me, let yeah, it's about this fork tape. How it came to oh, be? Oh, um, it was a way to knock out two birds with one stone. We needed PR. We needed branding. We needed a lot, and um, it was a way for me to incorporate Chase's hosting with my mixing like i already been doing putting out tapes and everything else but twerk tape was like a concept because we all liked twerking music and then that was the best part of the party for us so mm-hmm. when i started doing my mixes i wanted to ex- pretty much extrapolate the party and then take out the sections that i liked the most and then i would have mixes for them so like the slow part is called deep. The 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 meat, the 1230, part is called pork tape. Cause that's back in the day before it was bottle service, just bottle service, completely bottle service, you used to play for women around the part of the time of the club where it got interesting. Now you just play for rich people. <laughs> <laughs> things things have changed. Right. 
Oh, how the gloves have changed. The twerk tape has provided so many um, pre-gaming situations. Yes, I mean, going in. the cool, the fun part about it was after a while, we kind of, I was able to like time it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like the first one dropped, I want to say on my birthday. Cause I didn't really have, I didn't really have a lot of confidence in myself. So I was like, you know, if some, if anything, cause I wasn't even celebrating my, I, I haven't celebrated my birthday in a long time, but I wasn't even celebrating my birthday. I was just like, Hey, it's my birthday. Download this. <laughs> like <laughs> I never tell you about my birthday. So download this, like go listen to that. And then after that, it kind of got, kind of got some steam. So what we started doing was like, all right, we're going to drop it right before new year's. So we'll make the link public like New Year's Eve. You feel me? And then leading into New Year's, they could play it all day and then play it all day New Year's. And then we can just get all those streams going into uh, February's Black History Month. And then that's like the beginning of spring break season. Mm -hmm. Spring breaks is from late February all the way to deep April. And then that's when you start clearing out spring comings and pro pro base and all this other stuff. So it's like we could have hit back-to-back seasons all the way into the summer and just won the summer until we cranked up into the winter again. So Mm -hmm. after we were able to time it, we were like, all right, boom, this is foolproof. It it got sweet right around twerk tape three to where it was like, and this really didn't even happen on purpose. It kind of happened on accident. Because Chase was, he was kind of out of there. He was really like moving me in already, and um, he was in. The, he had sent his part from the studio, so it took me a long time to get it and rearrange it and put everything together. But that's why it sounds so good. But once he did that, it kind of delayed the time a little bit. So people were kind of thirsty for it, like, hey, like. Because people that usually got theirs like a week or so before, like sometimes I'll put it out like early to my friends so that they can start the hype train, like get people listening to it, get them all the new records out and everything else. So what ends up happening is it takes me to the very last three, four hours to send the pre pre out and then to get the, the mix out damn near in the last hour. But that one broke the meter yeah broke the meter off broke the meter off so after after three because I, I i went to jail for a second uh after huh? after yeah next show next show next we'll show. get to we'll that next show. Next, show. next show we can exchange stories <laughs> yeah very much so but um yeah after three um we went to another model I went to the, I call it the teaching model, but the brotherhood model. So here's me and the other DJs at the school. Now, they you wouldn't know that unless you went to school with us, but you would just think this is chubby and friends or chubby and a new DJ. And I never made it to where it was like, it was me on top and them beneath me or nothing like that. It was all us across the board. Like, you feel me? We all, all our pictures the same size. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Now, it might say DJ Chubby Swag presents, but that's because I'm paying for it. <laughs> right. like, like, like if y'all want to pay for you a twerk tape, go pay for you a twerk tape. Go, you feel me? Like go go buy you a mixer in the house. Have people come up there and do you feel me? Like I bought everything. People was doing other mixtapes in my house that wasn't even mine. So I I started using the Brotherhood model. But one thing I regret not doing on none of the tapes was using my own voice. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like too often, like I was pouring so much into the careers of other people at the time that I didn't do enough to build up the brand that is myself. So it's like still at 32, excuse me, 31 years old, I got to go behind Don't age yourself yet, bro. Don't put that <laughs> yeah, exactly. yourself yet. It's, 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 a, it's a bad habit. But I still have to go behind people and be like, nah, bro, I can host. I can play reggae. You feel me? I can do this. I can do that. Because it's like sometimes people put you in the same box. They put you in school. Right. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then living in D.C. is kind of like the worst part about it because it's like I would rather be a new person there than an old person trying to make something new because yes yes i'm in the front um because when you have a new idea or a new concept they're more willing to gravitate to something they don't know rather than they give forgiveness or something that like it's it's unforgiving it's an unforgiving place it's not a place where it's like you know you could do wrong and then automatically you're good like no people gotta love you Right. <laughs> like they gotta love right. you. they gotta love you because if it's bad it's all bad so um first name is is branding it's chubby brand you understand like okay. I, everything i do i try to put um that legacy in it to where mm-hmm. like you can notice certain things like themes you understand theme like you, you know like it's gonna be at least an hour long you know, I mean, after the fourth one, you know you're going to get more than one DJ. You know I'm going to go to every place on the map that I can. You know it's going to get different sections. You know it's going to be dance hall. You know it's going to be club music in there. So it's like certain things people start to look forward to. And then, like, it was a point in time where people were calling me out and stuff. Like, on the original one, there's no real reggae for real. Mm-hmm. And then two and three is where I really, like, okay, like, yeah, let's cook. Let's cook, mm-hmm. let's cook, let's cook. And then I was going light on the club music in the first two. And then later on, that's when I get really interesting with the club music. So go, go, everything else. Like I don't do as many go, go records, but I, there's one on one, one on another. Everybody, everybody, you know, I, I tried to weave in the music per popularity. Mm-hmm. So it's like I probably wouldn't do as much club music in the situation now because club music isn't as popular. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Back in back when we was in school, like we would go to parties in nightclubs mm-hmm. and there would be a 30 minute section of club music. Watch out for the big girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, watch out for the big girls. Mm-hmm. And it it you like it wasn't exclusive to just DC because we was close to Baltimore. Virginia, Philly, Jersey had their own. New York, because they were so close to Jersey. Pennsylvania, the state across, like everybody down. Like, it's interesting. It's interesting. Interesting across the board. <laughs> but yes, Twerk Tape is branding, and it was made to highlight the best part of the party and to give women what they wanted. And then we knew everybody else would follow right after. If you serve the women, Everybody else will follow. Women. That's what I'm okay. That's on, like, and, and, mantra uh, right there. International Women's Day. It. Come on. Actually, that is wild. Look at this more branding. Look at that. Look at that. Chubby love the women. He know how to treat us. There, you know, it's usually me as the puff of smoke. Good oh, time. yeah. Good I time. mean, that's how it all started. 
that's how it all started. People have hired me for weddings just to, you know, like, hey, I, I know you got that on you, bro. Like, what's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so where hey, you going after the yourself? wedding? Like, the fuck? It's, 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 to the point, it's to the point now where, like, people, like, I know people's moms who smoke and everything. Like, they like, yeah, my mom want to get a half from me. Like, hey, <laughs> shit, like, chill out. Like, bro, do I carry this <laughs> on me? The fuck? That's wild. <laughs> all it's right. Like, like, that's my old job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so Chubby, please tell us how you got the name Chubby Swag. I feel like it's a perfect name. Everybody knows it. Like, how did that come to mind? Um, first year, I uh, I went to the booty wall, and I met. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. For people who don't know what the booty wall is, there was a wall in front of the quad. It no longer exists. It just was called the booty wall. It went like booty was just always it there. Still it still exists. It's just not the same. Not it's the not. Same. Yeah, and it's not. It's not anything sexual. It's really a place where young men met young women. That's really it. Literally, yeah. like if you got lucky, you got lucky anywhere. Like it didn't take a wall. Like, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> Trust me, they the people experiment. But the re the reason I was there was more or less I was on this hunt to meet like 100 people a day, 150 people a day. How many people can I meet? Well, I'm, we're kicking it, and she more or less was like, you know what, you got that chubby swag, and I was like, <laughs> you know how to take it. Say that one more time. One uh, more time. Uh-huh. One more time for me. Right okay. there. It was like, that's it. That's the name that's right there. Chubby Swag. Yeah, so we were cool. We were cool for a long time. I think she's still on Facebook. I got to find her. I owe her like a care package t-shirt everything. <laughs> but quick question yeah, you know. though. When did like when did you say, okay, I'm not going to take the, I'm going to drop this Y and I'm going to go, I'm going to put the E there. It never had a Y in it. Oh, it never had the Y. Never had one. Oh, okay. I didn't it was, know that. It was, it was, it was phonetic until I decided to go like write it down that night. Well, it was already night, so write it down that morning. Because this was like the first night. So when you're talking about you knew me before, you just capping. We was in line together. You no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like literally, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be all the way real with you. I heard somebody <laughs> say your name, and I was yeah, like, okay. Exactly. And like, and I was like, cool, that's, that's his name. that person, cool. yeah, right. And then and later, like, no. they said, you're, they said, I was like, who the fuck is that? It took yeah, me a second to put it together. I didn't know because this is what happened that made it so interesting. I did the the dating game for Pow Week. Too. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest yeah. videos I have so seen. They in was like, some that's chubby swag because, and I'm one of the few people that was really like, I um, because it was a hell date, right? Yeah. And, they wasn't expecting me to really like whatever, whatever. So I kind of was like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, to <laughs> me. So, yeah, that was hilarious. And I was up there clowning pals and later on became one. So, mm-hmm. lo- love is love. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, the origin of my name comes from uh, the blue. And this is me right behind. Oh, look at him. That's the picture we're using for uh, the fly. Precious. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a better one. Uh, I can't, I can't snap it from here, bro. But I, chubby I, in the booty. Oh, look at you. That's, that's not chubby. That's, ter- that's Terrell. That's chubby. Okay. Oh, that's so cute. So precious. Yeah, so boom. Okay. Well, I do have one last question. Please. My portion, but it wasn't on the outline. So if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But, no, I'll do it. I was just okay. giving you a hard time. You know, I like showbiz. So I'm trying to like, you know, prop it up a little bit. Right. 
Right, I feel you. But how was it working with the late great Nipsey Hussle? Uh best ever. Uh, it didn't go without hard work. It didn't go without its own complications or consequences. But the time I was able to spend with him, I was able to understand so much, even with giving so little. Like I, it, it was pretty much music industry boot camp. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And you you working with somebody. You, grew up next to mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that like so you knew him in la like before coming to howard yeah i, I live on salsa i thought yeah. my fault. Yeah. you're right um it was it was dream come true and it was also a full circle moment because i used to i used to shop there mm-hmm. so before it was the marathon store it was sloss and tees okay yeah, so it's an old picture of Nipsey outside of it where it say tees, sloss and tees. Like, that's what I remember. Crenshaw and Slauson was always a, a business district at the time. So, um, open air flea market type vibes. So, he always used to benefit from that. And then the, the swap meet is uh, a few blocks down on Western. So, mm-hmm. coming from my house, I could go to Fox Hills Mall, Nipsey Spot, swap meet all in one day, all in one street. So yeah, like I I I knew him. We were fans of Nipsey's um beforehand. Like when he came to Howard, when he came to Howard that first time, like I have a picture with him after he performed. Like his manager at the time, Steve Lobel, went out in the crowd and was like, Hey, you throwing up in fake gang signs, come over here. Like, and I, <laughs> I was like, we, these gang signs are real, bro. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that that it was man. It's hard to put it in in to articulate it into words. Is really a feeling, and it felt right. It felt everything felt together. Like mm-hmm. my birthday is his gang's holiday, right? Oh wow! Yeah, so my birthday is like June tenth. So. Mm-hmm. He's from 60s, right? And what's six times 10? Oh, is that how they got the birthday? Damn, people be creative. They call it the <laughs> So, right. So, I did the Hood Day concert on my, my birthday. Okay. 2012, 13, maybe. And that mm-hmm. House of Blues on Sunset. And that was probably one of the best not only shows in my life because I hosted too I hosted and DJ mm-hmm. but he performed something off Victory Lap back then oh wow and that was a lot of people don't know that. yeah that was 20, 2012 so the the record I think it might be a bonus track it's the end song it's called uh, Right Hand to God oh and he performed that I actually have a video of it too and he's like shout out my DJ Chubby Swag oh love that yeah, so talk about a piece of history mm-hmm. yeah right. but he he means more than what he gave us in the flesh and i feel like i'm glad his legacy got to experience that because it was very difficult for him to experience that while he was here so you know like I, nothing but peace nothing but love nothing but good stories for the the life and legacy of the puzzle well brother yeah, I, my mother left a smoothie in here so i'm gonna take a sip of that as Aww. you should as you should oh mama they always take care well, of brother, me. and nipsey love green, green juice too so that actually that, that checks out um <laughs> brother 
we have really appreciated you coming today and blessing us with yeah. stories, candor, bravado, Education. charisma. It's yeah. I'm saying, bro. Like when yeah. I said too sweet to be sour man of the hour, nigga, I meant that shit. Because <laughs> the dude is smooth like that. Okay. Like, like a can good. of oil slick. But we can't let you get out of here. Just because we have these old man little quotes. I know, I know a lot <laughs> of old men. I, I know a lot of old men. I don't know what to tell you. But oh, t- okay. tax sharp now. Okay. Now, can't, we can't let you get out of here without grilling you a little bit with these hot buttons, brother. So we're going to come at you. Let's rapid fire. Rapid fire. We these are all pop, 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 pop. They don't know what these are because they don't know. They just don't. And so the number one question is, well, actually, the first thing is spell millennial, please. I can't hear you. Spell millennial. Millennial? Mm-hmm. M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L? Incorrect. Okay, is it one I? No, you forget. there's another end. There's another end. Yeah, millennials Sorry. can't spell millennial, bro. So you're actually we right couldn't where spell you it either be. when we were creating our podcast. We misspelled it, so don't feel bad. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like it's weeks, one of them. It real bad. It's one of them words like uh, what's that other word that I always get wrong? Necessary. I'm not getting necessary right now. Nah, it's one of them. One yeah, of them words that, that got two of one and one of the other, and it always like, uh-huh. trip me up every time. Tomorrow used to fuck me up real bad. Tomorrow, that used to get me real bad. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because in my mind, I wanted two M's, not two R's. I don't know what it is. It's wild. Tomorrow, I I, I I empathize with you, but it's like we need tomorrow, brother. Like we do, right? we do. But like we just talk about it. I didn't have to write it. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the homie. He 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 had uh, his bad word is heavy. Heavy, 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 heavy. He can't spell heavy because that. The, the way the A, the V, and the Y, they all look alike damn near. So it can be like, it's two Vs and it's, uh, it's, it's H-A-A-V-Y. Oh, well, so I know bad. I know Savvy be messing them up too if he struggling. Like- and that's the same, that's the same canon. Same canon, same canon. Canon. All right. Come on. Question, num- pie, question pie, number two. If the, if ugly people, if an ugly person comes up to you or a pretty girl comes up to you, right? Ugly girl, pretty girl, whose song do you play first for the request? Oh, God, this is so shallow. Who's what? Whose song do you play song first for the request? Whose song do I play first? Mm-hmm. That's so shallow, Tristan. What? And a pretty girl comes up to you, whose song do you play first? We had nothing to do with this shit, just so you know. <laughs> like, me and Leslie didn't even know he was saying this. No, I'll actually, I'll keep it a being with you. And I'll tell you what the problem with the industry is. I would want to play whoever's going to, dance more or be more interested in the record but thank you thank you i would unfortunately have to lean towards the pretty girl because in this nightclub setting this person has been propped up in order to you know create commerce so if somebody sees no don't get me wrong if somebody sees pretty girl in dj booth they're like oh it's popping you feel me he got so just off the conversation alone you don't like let's say i don't play it right and then said pretty girl goes up to the owner like oh he didn't play my song <gasps> what the fuck? oh my god you 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 paying patron let me go take it <laughs> ugly, ugly girl do that be like get, get lost muskrat like oh, you know, i've seen no. it i've seen it i believe it i've seen it i've seen it all right because because i i'm ugly and i have ugly friends you feel me like so i, I right. know what it feels like and and not regular ugly, but I'm talking about like unconventional, like 
you know, like I'm not Michael B. Jordan, Tyler Lepley, you know, nigga of the month. Who is so, Tyler Lepley? I don't even know who that is. But that's real. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. We they find it. <laughs> okay, all right. I accept it. Whatever. It's real. Don't bother yourself, Tristan. Don't you don't watch a video you don't need to watch with Miracle Watch. It's, trust me, it's not worth it. Sunrises or sunsets? Uh, sunrises. Because I'm usually up already. That's real. Super real. If you could have, if you had a dream gig, what would it be? Dream gig. Dream gig. DJ and producing, whatever it is. What's that dream gig? What is it? Too many of them, but I would be music supervisor for Janet Jackson. Oh, God damn. She's going on tour, too. She's going to be at Essence Fest. Do you know who her tour DJ is? No, I don't. Who is it? DJ DJ Active. Get the fuck out of here. Is it really? Yeah. DJ Active. Huh. Um, A-K-T-I-V-E. He's a great DJ, too. He's from Philly. He's amazing. I said, don't you but know him? Haven't you, haven't you performed with him? I've opened, I opened for him. I've opened for D-Nice. I've opened for all those guys. Yeah. Like, That's dope. Yeah. Man, so. But, uh, and it would pretty much be his job, but added with some production qualities and something else. It w- I would want a DJ for somebody who has superstar appeal who can get me into any door but also wouldn't mind doing small rooms small venues you feel me like janet jackson has been so humbled by her experience at the super bowl that she's enjoyed being a regular person more than she's enjoyed being famous almost so yeah. like her being mysterious and all this i'm like okay like i get it i'm, I'm here for it yeah so uh something like that um or you know, stay staying at home, DJing for like YG and the Raiders and the Dodgers. And, you know, yeah, you want you want to DJ? I guess Vegas is dope. I no, I do want to be one of the the few black DJs in Vegas. I tweeted that the other day. I was like, I'm, I'm going back to Vegas. See if they hire Negroes. <laughs> see if they, <laughs> they hire, hire anybody else other than Shaq. Because you gotta take, you gotta at people on Twitter. That's how you begin shit. Well, that's how I got also blocked from a few radio stations out here. I was like, Hey, you guys don't have black DJs, and they were like. Say oh. what? Block? God damn. <laughs> who, the said, truth? Who, who said what? Block? Yeah. I made a whole change.org petition and everything. Wow. We got two more. Um, if you could work with one artist and be their DJ, who would it be? Right now, Saucy Santana. Really? Saucy Santana? I think, Santana. I think, I think Saucy walk, Santana walk, is um, walk, walk. on the cusp of doing something uh very breakthrough as being a queer man and then having the ability to switch with versatility from mm-hmm. his like thug side to his you know bad girl side and mm-hmm. it's um engaging on both sides like if you've ever listened to not just the music itself but if you ever went to go see like how the people interact with the music like he's always i've, I've been told people like he is the city girls. Like he's the swag. He's the statements. He's the comments, all that. Like he makes them fun. He makes them really interesting because without, without him, they're kind of like boring. JC don't do nothing. She want to be up under Uzi all the time. And (laughs) Carisha is trying to turn into like, you know, boss model diva, but it's kind of like, you still want to do your other, your other Mm -hmm. side. So Santana is like the fun. He's the fun. And he can really write too. Like, he, he his. I was listening to the album like it's you. You got to really go pay attention to what he's saying. Like he's he's really give. He's giving it. He's, <laughs> he's giving it. He's giving it all. And um, the coolest part is he's also in pocket. 
Mm, so that's real. That's it's real. not just the ability to rap on beat, but to to have rap on beat with style. So he's able to fit in certain pocket, mm-hmm. and then he uh, he has the ability to to be like he gives you that Atlanta, but he also gives you that Florida too. And people don't don't really remember like how 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 good Florida had it on the the thug side and on the the twerk and party and bounce music. Right. I mean and uh, booty bass music side and everything else. So Saucy Santana is definitely like up there. Like I've been I've been telling people like. Yeah, and I think it would be the allegiance between straight men and queer men that black people would need to see. I like that, it. That is a well-formed right. answer, bro. That might be one of the best Damn. answers we ever had for something on this show, especially the way you explained that out methodically. Yeah, like, I enjoy I've, that. I've, I've always tried to um, find ways to partner up with the community without um, involving myself or centering myself or adding disrespect. One of my uh, closer friends now is Calvin, DJ Trife. I'm yeah. say, dude, and, uh, I was literally like, gonna ask, bro. Like, had like, what is your relationship with DJ Trife exactly? Yeah. Well, Calvin allowed me to to make one of my dreams come true. I did a gay event, um, uh, a homecoming event, and some something else all in the same day. And then that really took my stock. Was that up. specifically your dream to do all those events in one day? Yeah. Well, I yeah. my dream is always to set records. Gotcha. So, bro. like, when I was at Howard, I did. Well, I like to call it the trifecta. You feel me? You want to do homecoming, bison ball, and um, uh, something else all in the same year. And then that's when you know you, you feel me, you lit. Like, mm-hmm. you can't nobody take it from you. So once I was able to do all that, that's when I started adding extras to it. Like, yeah, I want the awards too. And yeah, I want to put my people on too. And then, yeah, I want to DJ on uh, HBC with turntables. I want to DJ on HUR. Like, we were, we were pushing boundaries. Little did I know, like me pushing for DJs on HUR back then led them to HUR having DJs right now. Ah, that's so well, cool. then that ties into this last question. Go ahead. This is your dream twerk tape, and you could have a dream collection of DJs. You can get anybody. Budget's not an issue. You got you got five DJs you can add on this twerk tape. Who are they gonna be? Five for that? Yeah, brother, five. So really, your five favorite DJs? No, that's that that couldn't be because no. Some of them are not. Five. Some of them are not. I would. They not. They not. They wouldn't do that. I wouldn't disrespect them with that. Like, I wouldn't put Jesse J. That's real. Tape. I don't know what is, what is he doing on the twerk oh, tape. That's I'd rather real. know who are your five favorite DJs. Of all My time. five favorite DJs of all time. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, if you can answer Ooh. both questions at the one time, that's cool too. But I mean, that's fine. I'm here for it. Either I, way. Okay, I'll, I'll start with my five favorite. I'll, I'll talk about five very important DJs that near near and dear to my heart um dj aladdin is from compton mm-hmm. he was a member of a rap group called low profile but he was one of the first black djs from this area to compete in what we know as the dmc the disco mix club is the uh biggest dj in competition around the world so he was a gangbanger from la and won the competition in new york and then competed on the world stage and came in second wow so he was He's an inspiration for me, like from way, 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 way back, because a lot of people aren't able to tell his story, but he was the person that pretty much laid it out so we could play it out. Um, The second, the second person is two DJs mixed. It's really like, because they're both DJs and producers, but it's Battlecat and DJ Quick. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty much our hometown heroes. Like everybody talks about Dre, you feel me? But 
Dre is supplemented by these two other gentlemen who really are crafting the sound on the ground. In addition to that, also being in LA for so long, these people garnered a lot for themselves. Like Dr. Dre made in the club for 50 cent off of DJ Quick's NPC. Battle Cat made faithfully for uh, Faith Evans. Not to mention he's the only he's the only other producer to ever have a credit on a Dr. Dre album. That's crazy. More history yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. Talk DJ Quick also club. DJ Quick is also a rapper and he's a uh, he's the proprietor of uh, not the actual Banging on Wax brand, but he's one of the first people to claim his set on uh, vinyl. You know, henceforth. So the, the those are important in uh, my music's history. Um, Kid Capri. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's like a necessary evil. <laughs> like, you know, I've, everybody knows he's like, you know, he has the, the ego and everything now, but he's the first DJ with a manager for real. Oh. So he's, he's the person we look to that took black DJing business into the stratosphere. Like it was a well-known secret for a long time. If you don't have $10,000, don't call his phone. Mm. <laughs> don't bother. Don't, do not bother like calling that. that man's phone. Like, do not, do not bother calling this man's phone. And he's he's a real, like, he's a real stepper, too. Like, he has his own albums. He pro he produces and he does everything else, too. But he don't, they, they call it no kidding. He don't have time to kid around. Mm -hmm. He don't have time to play. So Kid Capri is serious. And he still, to this day, practices every day. Wow. Still practice every day, practice every I day. Feel that. Practice every day. So you got to give it up for Kid Capri and um, before. Uh, Grandmaster Flash. Okay, absolutely. Grandmaster Flash, and um, go ahead. You got five. Yeah, uh, Grandmaster Flash doesn't really need. No, if you don't know Grandmaster Flash, <laughs> no explanation. Bro, like, it's, it's really know. sad at this point. Because to to talk about it is really disrespectful. Because it's like he's done everything, mm -hmm. everything. literally everything. everything, everything except for battle. You feel me? Like he don't battle, and that the that's the cool thing about Grandmaster Flash because he's the only person. He, no, it's just Terrell. Sorry about that. He's the only person that really don't have to battle because all he has to do, for the most part, I'll I'll tell you something. His turntables are set up in a style that's called like club style or something. It's not battle style. Battle style is when both turntables are one next to the other with a mixer in the middle and they're both um, uh, vertical. His style is where they're both horizontal on each side of the mixer. So he's definitely not doing no extra tricks and all that other stuff. He's playing hits mm -hmm. the best way he knows how so you can get up to get down. That's it. It's a purity. It's a purity behind it. It's really a purity behind it. Um, my my fifth one was gonna be a track, but we're still so close to like Black History Month, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna throw in D Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Actually, no, that's what? super real. I'm gonna put D Nice in the honorable mention. I'm gonna throw in um the honorable and late Rock Raider. Oh, so okay. Rock, respect. Rock Raider is um he's a battle DJ. He's from New York. He's from a, a crew called the Executioners. I'm about to say, bro, the I was really wondering why you hadn't named any Executioners as until right now. Well, look, the Executioners, it, long story, short story, but 
the executioners we know is kind of like the second the second version they're originally called the x-men hmm. so the x-men there's a producer in puffy's hitman called i think he's part of hitman he's part of hitman but he's also part of like he has his own imprint his name is sean c mm-hmm. can you see me sean c sean c but before sean c was ever a producer you got it before sean c was ever a producer he was a battle dj and a good one like a winner winner so rob swift sean c like all these people they all come from the same group but rock raider even though he's not with us no more he was the he was the one he mm-hmm. was the one he was chosen He was really chosen and his hands work and i would love nothing more than to honor his legacy than to make him my number one feature dj because he's that important that's dope he- no, my brother, we appreciate that. Thank you for sitting down with us and taking time out your busy schedule. Because clearly, you know, I see you're a man of the town. You know, folks, folks, <laughs> it's, folks it's a lot going on. I'll, I'll explain it more later. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot going on right now, Mark. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. I, I'll, I'll tell y'all later. But, I, you know, I love y'all. And I told y'all I was going to do this. So, you know, you always get my word is bond. My word is actually gold. Gold bond is better than bond. We appreciate you so much, though. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I feel like I learned yeah. so much. Look, oh, it, the next the next one's gonna be a little better because we have some more time. But and I might be inebriated, so work it out. Oh, Even brother, better. please do. You know, I was the only one drinking today. In fact, I'm gonna have another one right now. Because well, I gotta go help my grandma, so I gotta be alert. You so. hear the door ringing on my end, so I love y'all. I'll see y'all later. All right, brother. All right, thank Peace you. out. Bye. Thank you so much, dog. Thank you. And you know what time it is. It's time to go outside. It's time to stretch those limbs. It's time to do a little something, something about a swing set. It's time for recess. Yes, indeed. Sean, what we got? What's, what we got going on for recess today? What's popping with it? I like you. How, I like how you had a mute on your trumpet, but that's cute. That's cool. <laughs> oh, you like that? You like that? That was cute. But no, so today in our recess, first and foremost, um, we want to do our top five music movie soundtracks. Are y'all prepared to listen to the top five? We are, but I kind of wanted to talk about new music first. Can we do? Can we switch the order of that? Is that okay? It's up to you. I support you. I just said you wanted to do it the opposite, but clearly. No, we said new music first. <laughs> Damn. You're running, you're running the show. So look, it's up to you. If you really want to do that first, we can do it. It ain't no it's thing. It's no world. We, we just leave it. Because you should have just let it go. All right, fuck it. We doing it. Let's go. It's starting <laughs> with you then. Movie soundtrack. Go, girl. Go, go. Movie get it. Get it. Top get it, five girl. movie soundtracks. Tristan, I actually want to hear yours first. Because I know you. I do too. Because he disagreed on some of the ones yeah, we were like our bangers. So Tristan, you oh, go first. What you got. I kind of wanted to go last, but that's fine. Uh-huh. It's fine. Uh-huh. Okay. On my list. Coming in at number five, Love Jones. Love Jones oh, soundtrack. Um, coming in at number four, which is crazy that it's kind of above Love Jones, but I just felt like it's kind of 2.0, the photograph. I really enjoyed that soundtrack. Robert Glasper did that. And then you have a, mm-hmm. a, a wonderful song by her. They pass the vibe check, then and then some. Coming in at number three, I was kind of back and forth about this one. But number three is going to be the Superfly soundtrack. 
Superfly soundtrack from 1972 with uh, okay. Mr. Ron O'Neill. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it is that actually that soundtrack is by Curtis Mayfield. Now, for those of us who mm. don't know who Curtis Mayfield is, uh, basically, this is who Pharrell wants to be when he's saying. Uh. Before we give the last two, I want to give a couple honorable mentions to the Trouble Man soundtrack, Marvin Gaye, the mm. Rent soundtrack, Singing in the Rain. I, I am going to give this sound, shout out to the Batman Forever soundtrack because how else am I going to hear Kiss from a Rose, you know, by Seal? That's, that's the jam. Mm-hmm. So coming in at two and right. See, as soon as you start, as soon as you say it, you start singing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, coming in at number two for me was the Bad Boys Two soundtrack. Like there weren't really too many skips. I don't, I don't, I'm sad. I don't skip it now as I play it. And number one for me is Boomerang, the Boomerang soundtrack. Oh yeah. You have a, a special noteworthy appearance on there of Boys to Men, End of the Road, Thirteen mm-hmm. Weeks, number one. Okay. Come on, musical facts. Babyface, Babyface, and L.A. Reid gave us that beautiful soundtrack. And you have the introduction of Tony Braxton on there. Love should have brought you home last night. So shout out to the Boomerang soundtrack. But yeah, those are mine. Those are my top five. So again, okay. five, we have uh, Love Jones, Photograph, Boomer, uh, Superfly, Bad Boys 2, Boomerang. Talk to my well, Talk to I'm, my I'm, I'm not mad at that. I didn't know where you were going to go with it. I ain't going right. to lie. I didn't know where you were going to go with it. <laughs> um, I did have one from your list on mine. All right now. Yeah, I can go next. You don't mind. Go ahead. Um, you're running the show girl like you and i are gonna have the same things and i don't want to go after you (laughs) we are actually we may have one or two but i don't think we're gonna have the same thing coming in at number five actually i didn't really put this in order but i'm me either that's okay coming in at number five greeks nope don't have that interesting (laughs) you do mean the you do mean the original you do mean the original olivia newton john and uh okay okay love me greece they fuck it up yeah greece is great a fun fact, I didn't see Grease until like a couple years ago. Like Nigga, what? Time. Yeah, I didn't grow up watching Grease. My mama didn't watch it until like, I don't even know if she's ever seen Grease, honestly. Like that just wasn't- Summer Lovin'? Grease Lightning? Come on I know now. it now. I know the song now, but like I didn't grow up. Many times we've been to karaoke and you never just decided, you know, I should watch Grease one time. No, because you know what I sing and listen to at karaoke. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Fair enough. This is not bad. Okay. So, oh, the rest of these are so hard to have in an order. You don't have to put it in order. I just did mine in order because okay. I was talking a lot of shit last week. So that's why I okay. put mine in order. All right, well, I'm going to go with number four, Best Man. Mm-hmm. That was almost on mine. So. Three. Okay, respectable. Love Jones. Yes, I love yes, well. yes. Number two, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. My I honorable mention. thought about that one. My honorable mention was Hustle and Flow because it's always been hard out here for a mm, Okay, that's respectable. I did, it did, honestly, it made my top 10. It did not make my my top five, uh-huh. but it did make my top okay. 10. But Hustle and Flow, that shit, it's always, yeah. Number one, coming in, raining down on number one. I'm sure you already know. Waiting to exhale. Waiting to exhale. Yes. When I tell you, we have Whitney, we have Aretha, we have C-C. Randy. We got BC Winans on there with Whitney. Mm-hmm. Everybody on this got mm-hmm. Aretha on there. Amazing. And they could have all stayed off it. Could have all stayed off it. Mm. 
Have you even listened to the CCO? I've seen the movie and I've actually even read part of the book. Yes, I've heard the soundtrack. It's a it's a good soundtrack. You've seen the movie, read the book, but have you thoroughly listened to the soundtrack? Again? Like again? Not in the movie, but like I am certain I've heard all of these songs. I am so it was produced by Babyface. You were just talking about how great Babyface was. Like he put his foot in that soundtrack. That is the best soundtrack ever. All right, Leslie, let's hear your top five. So I don't really have an order, but I'll just start right there. Of course, Wayne to Excel. I was actually just re-listening to it with my mom um, the other day in the car, and we were singing, shoot, 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 man. We were singing all the songs on there. So I will Wayne say sitting up in my room is my jam, though, as I, as I look back right now. That's my jam. That's um, let's see. Dreamgirls. Respectable. Respectable choice. That, so. Wait a minute. No, you're, talk, you're talking about the just the movie soundtrack, right? The one with uh, Jennifer Hudson, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Dream girls was a bop. Dream yep. girls. Can't go wrong with dream girls. Yep. Um. Again, no special order except for Wade Texas. So definitely number one. Um. I definitely have Black Panther on there because that whole that album was a bop. A couple of the things. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. So that was a bop. Um. This Christmas, that whole CD was pretty good. Album, EP, whatever you want to call it. That was a good one. It ain't Donny Hathaway, but it's decent. You're not wrong. I didn't know <laughs> he was gonna say that. Donny Hathaway is the, the one of the greatest singers to have ever walked this planet. Okay. I give him that. I give him that. Um, and then you said what? He already know what me and you think about this. This Christmas argument, right? And did exactly. and didn't Donny Hathaway didn't he attend the Great Howard University? If I'm not mistaken, shout out to yeah. Donny Hathaway. Okay. I didn't. We not knocking him. We not hating on him. We just like the Chris version. <laughs> um, I guess I'll throw an honorable mention in there. Um, I enjoyed the uh, Love and Basketball soundtrack, especially like one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. is on there. Um, that was a pretty good one. Oh, I thought it was that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is on there. I forget mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Um, and then this one gonna surprise you. Well, probably not because it's me. Uh, y'all remember the Like Mike soundtrack? <laughs> you know what's like crazy? I, I used to have the Like Mike soundtrack. Yeah, I used I to have it. Yeah. We yeah. used to that over and over. Like, I still had that CD. I so mean, like Mike. That was one of those samples that it took me a while to realize that was Curtis Blow. <laughs> like, I didn't, you know I, don't, what, I didn't think I realized that at first. So it's so funny you said that because you know, I'm going to the new edition concert next week with my sister, and she sent me a song. Um, I've got which new edition song it is. I have to find it in a second. But she was like, girl, listen to this. It's one of their songs off like one of their first um CDs or whatever mm-hmm. albums, I should say. And oh, when they're when they're kids. Yes, when they're kids. Okay. It's the um, I ain't never had nobody show me all the things that you know. Yeah. It's that sample, but I had never heard that one new edition song. Oh, I was like, okay. oh, I never listened to it. I was like, ah, oh, that's so funny. So yeah. It's so Child. rare that there's not a sample these days. Everything's a fucking Facts. sample. It's ridiculous. Facts. There's nothing new under the sun, as they say. Hi, Leslie, what was your five? Can you name them again real quick? Yes, so I had Waiting to Exhale, I had Girls, I had Like Mike, This Christmas, and Black Panther. Okay, solid. Oh, can we give a special honorable mention to Space Jam and Queen and Slim? Because those oh, are dope, no, too. I really wanted to give it to Space Jam, but I couldn't because of R. Kelly. But I really wanted to throw so that Everybody out. else on there is devalued. Everybody else on that thing, because... Max, because uh, D'Angelo got a deep cut on there called I Found My Smile Again, one of the best songs have ever, ever been written, too. That's a good one. 
So she oh, man, I don't thing. know. I just, I, I felt a little bad about it. But I can definitely do with Queen and uh, Slim. Oh, that's a, that's a super vibe. Megan was on that soundtrack. That shit was fire. I mean, that, yeah. Sid, that Sid song is the one. Like, when I hear that Sid, Sid song, song, it's it's over. Getting late, it's not getting late. It's just getting started, girl. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the one man it's the one. Oh, okay what well, one more because i was going through because you know how like you go through and like sometimes it's just a song that catches you from them so like from the muppet soundtrack i like the big house that was good and then um eye to eye from the goofy movie <laughs> we know <laughs> of course no, that's my jam hey, what's the, is that the one what's the goofy movie one eye to eye eye to eye is that um the guy you know that you yeah that's power line that's the one power line that's power line that's the name power mm-hmm. line and then the when doves cry cover from Romeo and Juliet that little black kid sings you know remember Romeo and Juliet that little black kid singing when doves too. cry hey, oh my god it's like sure. the most magical shit ever like he just comes out of nowhere and he's like twelve and he's a killer like people are deceased when you hear this version it's amazing leslie i'm surprised you ain't saying no tyler perry track they got yeah that's track. a good point they, they have a couple i'm yeah. sure uh, i don't know well, i mean like i enjoy when they sing in the plays but i don't just listen to it over and over again <laughs> and be singing in the car no, i'll be listening to that father can you it, hear me it, from that father one? dude i was just about to say except for that one do you hear me yeah shout out to tiffany evans promise okay. ring okay. promise ring that's my shit right there now that we're promise talking about ring. some more up-to-date music What's mm-hmm. going on in the music streets right now? Y'all ahead, tell them, Tristan. Candy drip. Candy <laughs> drip. Okay, let yeah. me tell you right now. When a nigga when a nigga puts on his album with no shirt on and a bunch of grease on him, you know the, the album better be good. Like it better be good. Crisco. That's what I'm saying. Like it looked like he just took the whole bucket of Crisco and just threw it all on his face. And he's like, Oh, well, he got this candy drip. He got his shirt off. I'm like, it better be good, player, because that's a bold photo. And you know what? It is really good. I will say the second half of the CD is better than the first. But the whole thing is very good. Mm-hmm. Like probably from like maybe track was- like seven to the end, it's it's like it's like superb, superb. Like the beginning is like it's really good, but like the end, it makes a very complete album. I'm I'm super here for it. <laughs> superb, superb. I rock with that. Um, I've been listening to that, and then also been listening to Earth Gang. They have oh yeah, Earth Earth Gang is nice. I love Earth Gang. Yeah. They're gonna be they here. Went to they, oh, that's unfortunate. They to- that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. But they got, the, but they didn't finish. They got kicked out. They talked about it on a Breakfast Club with Envy, so Envy's trying to like figure out a way to like help get them to finish. <laughs> so, oh, they got kicked. Okay, that's cool. They come to Howard then. Finish there. Transfer <laughs> your credits. Transfer <laughs> your credits. Oh man, so, the yeah, real, the real actual HU. Go there. You know, oh, man. Um, did y'all catch Tiana did Major? Tiana Majors. Yep, yep, yep. I heard her. I have not. That's your Tiana Major Nine. Oh no, it's, no, it's, no. Hers is smooth. Hers is smooth. Yeah. The name of the album escapes me at the moment. I mean, I'm gonna tell you in like two seconds. But like, no, nah, she, she, uh, she did, a, she did a thing on this one. It's called Fool Me Once. You talking about Fool? Yeah, yeah, Fool, Fool Me, me Once. Once. That's what it's called. That's exactly what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. what kind of vibes is this giving? Should I listen to this like when I'm in the car, when I'm in the house? Tiana's usually, I would listen to half of it in the car and half of it in the house. Like, <laughs> I don't know that I would play the whole thing in the car. I was going to say both, so yeah. Like, because as soon as you get past, because like this is only like a couple tracks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just like pick and choose what you want. Because she, she, cause she knows she never gives us like a whole fucking album. She, she yeah, she always, like a it's few like songs here and there. That. That's what I yeah. like. That's what I like. Give us the good shit. Um, well then two seater in the car and then play all the rest in the house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's but you accurate. know how you can understand like what the difference is. Like, yeah, this is the 
my this my car music right here. This well, I, that's I got the steaming mix. No, that's exactly what I mean because I was in the dog park earlier today, and I was playing um, Candy Drip in my headphones. And like in the beginning, again, I walked there. I was like, this is awesome poppy shit. He wants to be on the radio. He wants to be on TikTok. That's cute. And then as soon as we hit track six, I was like, ooh, nigga, you didn't hit the vibe. Okay. All right. Oh, oh my God. Who, who it are you? It changed your walk, huh? Oh, my, it really did. I was like, all right now. Like, and then at that moment, all the dogs surrounded me. They knew. They knew the vibe. They were like, oh, what's up? It was crazy, man. Not was, the dogs knew the vibe. They really did. Dogs can sense that shit. They're smart, man. They're intuitive. No, they are. Dogs be knowing. My dog. She know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one song that I did want to shout out that I literally had on repeat like all day on Sunday. It's called um, Lessons Remix. It's Eric Roberson featuring Anthony Hamilton, Raheem Devon, and um, oh, what's his name? Hold on. It escapes me. Um, Lessons. Kevin Ross. Kevin Ross. Kevin Ross. Shout oh, out Kevin Ross on it? Oh, well, maybe I'll Kevin it. Ross? Like Diana Ross? No, no, no. no. no As a sweet, sweet release. Sweet release, Kevin Ross. You, you thinking oh. of... Really you think really of, oh, Evan Ross. Evan, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ain't that his name? No. Diana Ross has um, a son? Evan. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Well, I just learned something. Yeah, that played T.I. Little Brother. Oh, shit. That's her son. That's her grandson. That's played to Ashley Simpson. He played in another movie, too. Why you make that? I mean, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Good job, bro. Yeah. You're so silly. Anyway, that's a dope song. Lessons Remixed so smooth melodic their voices are like butter on it just and just the message of the song i'm like i literally played it back to back to back to back to back like all day sunday so check it out okay we definitely gonna look into that and it got I'm, all the old heads on there i'm here for it i'm i'm gonna <laughs> shout out one the dude was on the, the song raheem devon uh mr midnight Mr. Midnight. Like Raheem Devon never leaves his pocket, so it's straight up normal Raheem Devon shit. But mm-hmm. it's well, it's one of the ones you should put on your playlist. It definitely belongs. Okay. Oh. Definitely want to check that out. Well, thank you guys for the music recommendations. I know I got some shit to listen to when I'm fake working out. <laughs> not fake working out. I mean, how you gonna have a shirtless summer? How you gonna free the nipples again if you're not ready? They're gonna get this nipple the way that it came. Okay, so take me as I am. She's gonna be out, but you're just gonna get her the way she is. Okay. I mean, that's real. That's that's super real. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know, I I have other aspirations though for myself. It's different. Okay, you want the nipples, you want the nipples out. Wait, you got the blonde hair and now I, you want the nipples out. You really I mean, need to calm down. Really, what it really, you know what's really funny? So this is this is hilarious. I don't even know why I'm gonna share this, but I'm gonna share it anyway. So when uh the set person who was over here was over here this weekend, because I can't say oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> anyway, uh we ended up looking at like the male rompers, right? So like normally I talk shit Why? about no because I don't know our ladies were there like they were, four years we've been talking about these male rompers right right our lady our ladies were there they were they were they were hyping us up too so they really they didn't help but then they were I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do this I'm I'm getting a male romper and I'm gonna bust out with it I'm I'm gonna fucking do it it's happening. Okay. I have a whole I have a whole fit ready for it too. We talked about now, this. I want our other friend to wear that male romper with his thick thighs. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. I mean, we're probably going to have a different cut of romper. My cut's going to be a little different than his cut. So, I mean, we're not going to have on the same piece. But, you know, it's going to be fun. like, are y'all are y'all here for the male rompers? Because no. I'm definitely I'm, like, I'm still on the fence about the shit. But I just feel like I feel like I should do it. I'm good. Would I want to talk to a nigga in the romp him? No. Exactly. Why not? What if he look good in the romp him? 
Or if you look good because enough. I, I mean, to each their own, do your thing, but it's just not something that I have to have in my life. I'll be okay. I don't say I don't you have to have it. I'm just saying you. you with your boo thing. He's like, hey, baby, I'm about to kill yeah. him. And you're like, kill him. What you yeah. what you going to do? And then yeah. he come out. He's like, bam, baby, yeah. in my round him. And it look good. He hugs his yeah. little cheeks and shit like you like. No, you're Usually not here for they it. Don't. It just depends on the person, though. No. <laughs> Let's say hell no. Nah. I think I'm, I'm, I like to see a little thigh meat. Who, who's your know. favorite male celebrity? Who, me? Yeah. Both of you. Who, who's your favorite? I don't even think I have one. I don't have favorites like that. So like, so Michael That's B. Jordan asked you out, you're not saying yes? No. Damn, okay, wow, Who? all right. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I'm playing. Of course, Michael, I mean, he's got cool people though. I'm just saying he's showing up in a room. But if he shows up in a room, him. But if he shows up in a room, him, are you upset about this? Like what, are you I'm still stepping out with him? Okay. <laughs> if Michael B. Jordan fine ass came up with a room, him on, you would've been like, all right, let's go, boo. That's a subject for another day. That's a whole topic we can go down the rabbit hole. Right. Oh, shit. I forgot we were still doing this, but we, we good for recess well, if that concludes it, then I guess it's time to say goodbye, ladies. You know, we got to tell everybody, you know, so long and happy trails. But before we do that, you know, everybody, you know, hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Check out the visuals. We be on there. You know, go to our Instagram page. Hit the Twitters. Hit the Instagram. Uh, not the Instagram. The, uh, the TikToks. You know, they're damn near the same right now with how the reels go. But whatever. Uh, hit the Facebook. Hit us on Google. Apple Podcasts. Hit us up on uh, Spotify. We're out here. We're here for your listening consumption. And if you can't find us, you're just not looking. That's just all there Shame is. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Shame on you. You're missing out on a good thing. <laughs> but until the next time, y'all. I've been Trish. It's your girl, Liz. And even though the party may change, the vibe remains the same. We out, y'all.